Thank you for flying Mad Lads. X's can be found at the front and rear of the podcast. Your pilots know nothing more than you, nor should you think they do. We are just clueless as the rest of you. Please put all tray tables and seat backs in their upright positions for takeoff. This podcast does cuss, and we fucking mean it, so we do recommend 16 and above. Please fasten all seatbelts until we have turned off the seatbelt sign. During the flight, many topics may be discussed and many ideas may be shared. None of which should be taken as fact or even the person's actual belief, but merely a debatable viewpoint. Thank you for flying Mad Lads, and we hope you enjoy the cast. Welcome, everybody, to this week's podcast. Hope you guys are all having a fantastic week. Um, We uh, are having a good week as well, but... The news does not seem to be. There's not a lot going on. So we are going to take this chance to really just chit-chat and bullshit. Talk about aliens, religion, metaphysics, video games, music, movies, whatever the fuck we want to talk about. Because it's our show and we can do that. Heads up, listeners. AG might be a little muted today. He's recovering from his three... Year anniversary! Woo! Let's yeah. go! Loud noises for AG's ears! Hell yeah. yeah! Nurse that hand over. Yeah. You know what's we always good for a vodka hangover? Vodka. So. He's not wrong. What's this? See, so if you're watching us on Spotify, you would have seen all of us nod in unison. So, um, man, how are you guys doing this week? I'm doing well. Uh, I'm doing excellent, actually. I've been catching up on some rest. Work has been going around my unique schedule as well. Um, So, so far, so good. No complaints on my end. And uh, AG? Um, Yeah, no complaints from my end, DVR. I mean, I'm tired. I'm recovering from hangover. It was my three-year stream anniversary, but other than that, yeah, no, it was pretty good. Pretty good. Mm. I'm doing okay, I guess. I... I'm ready to go back down and carry my brow. And I'm just waiting, you know. Uh, I, I like being a supervisor, but I need a break. I need a mental break. I just want to go to work, carry my route, go home for a little bit. Then I know we talked about you like working through when you had um, like heat stroke for about an hour. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if we actually talked about it on on the podcast though. So. Yeah. Um, we did. So. so oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. If you don't know, listeners, I I'm a postal worker. I'm a letter carrier. But I'm also a supervisor, an acting supervisor, when they need me to be. Um, and I have been for a few months. Um, and you know, I like, I like being a problem solver. I like getting things done. Uh, but anybody who's been in management knows that is mentally draining and, uh, soul, soul sucking. So, you know, it's just, I'm just ready to just deliver some mail. And, um, last week I carried my route for a few days. Um, the first day, I think it was like 96 or 97 here, but it was, uh, feels like 103 is what I saw when I looked at my phone. Feels like 103. Fahrenheit, by the way, you Scottish fuck. Um, 103 Celsius and we're all dead. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
and uh, I was ill-prepared, uh, uh, hydrate-wise, hydration-wise, and so um, I want to say around about 3 p.m. or so, I started getting the fuzzy blinders in the vision and the tingly scalp. And I've had I've had heat stroke before. I know what it feels like, and and I already knew what had happened. But I had to finish my route, and I'll be damned if I'm gonna make another coworker come take three to four relays off of me just because I have the upset. Okay, for real, guys, heat stroke is no joke. Don't 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 stay out with heat stroke. It can fucking kill you. But well, know your limits. Know your yeah, limits. Is know your also. Limits. But uh, all I did was uh, I went I went to a gas station, cooled off for about five six minutes, bought two bottles of water, down half of one, did a relay, down the other half, did a relay, down half, did a relay, um, and still I got back, I did my stuff, I clocked out, I drove six minute home, and from the time I got home, it took thirty hours for me to not feel like complete and utter trash. Yeah. Yeah, because I was chatting with you that evening, but it wasn't until the following day after that you were like, all right, yeah, you know, I, think, I feel better. I think the entire 30 hours, I didn't pee one time, and I probably drank probably 20, 28-ounce or 16-ounce bottles of water. Just reads. I was so dehydrated. When I went like this, there was salt on my hands. I wasn't sweating. I was salting. Yeah. and. You know, if you have an emergency bag of chips for salt intake as well to help that water stay in, uh, yeah, definitely recommend it so you don't cramp up, you know? And that's the thing. A lot of people think they just need the water. You need something to hold the water. Because the biggest danger from sunstroke, heat poisoning, whatever you want to call it, is actually not the loss of water. It's the loss of salt and water. Mm. The combination is what kills you. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, um, so now I'm back up because we needed, uh, we had some issues and so I said, okay, I'll, I'll stay up. And so I, I stayed up and I'm just ready to go back down. It's one camera. Even in the most torrential downpour, better than sitting in the office in nice clothes, doing paperwork and calling people. It's just, oh. Yeah, your days feel infinitely longer, and they are longer and, as well. And I love the people. Okay, let me let, for all our listeners. Let me dissuade a couple myths about the post office. First off, we are not funded by tax dollars, so no, you don't pay our wages. Okay, <laughs> no. Um, two, um, the post office has a very, very specific uh, uh, system of of the way it does things, and I know that. When you can't get your package that very day, it doesn't make any sense why somebody can't just bring it out to you. But the reason that's like that is because um, you have to pay that person, A. B, sometimes that person might not even be coming back till 7 o'clock. They're only allowed to work so many hours, and they come in at 8.15. So if that's the case, they can't then go run it back out. Uh, there's just a, a lot of issues. And and people don't realize we try our best to 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 make every customer happy. There's just sometimes no way to do that, and sometimes it's not even our fault. Most times it's not even our fault. Most times it's the fault of the shipper, whether that be Amazon, some small company, whatever. Sometimes it's the fault of the customer themselves inputting their 
stuff incorrectly. And then we get blamed because we couldn't figure it out. That's not how it works. It's done by computers for the most part. So if it doesn't even make it to our station, then we can't fix it on route, you know? Um, and a lot of people. Yeah, it's not just that. a simple, hey, I'm only a block away. Like, just bring it. Yeah. Well, and, and most people don't know these things. And that's fine. You know, it's, it's, it's okay. Uh, most carriers, most postal workers know that if you haven't been in the post office, you don't know the systems, you don't know why things are the way they are. So we never get mad at a customer for getting mad at us, you know, but, you know, yeah. we, you know we, we try really hard to make everybody happy within the confines of the law. And we're dealing with legal issues here because the postage is sacred and secure. That's why anytime a postal worker stops by my job, I'm like, yo, you want a bottle of water? <laughs> yeah, something, yeah. I'm literally just, you know, that way, one, your mail, you know, they're really going to think about it, like, when they're delivering your mail. And two, you build up a rapport in their people. Like, uh, how many weird. stops have they had to do before you get offered a bottle of water? We've got almost a million people here, okay? I, I've run into two two major thought processes. Either somebody thinks that I only deliver to a hundred or 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 hundred and fifty people, or they believe that I deliver for all of Fort Wayne, right? <laughs> yeah, now we've got like you're better 20, than Santa Claus. Yeah, we've got like twenty something, thirty something zip codes in the entire King Fort Wayne area. So like, okay. So at least where I live, let me break it down so that maybe maybe listeners have some idea of what goes on. Most routes <coughs> are kept. At around eight, eight and a half hours of runtime. Whether now, obviously, all mounted routes where you never get out of the vehicle, not the walking routes, they're going to be longer distance wise, but time wise, they should be eight, eight and a half. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, I've actually got a customer at my store that's a postal worker she carries, I guess, as you would call it. Um, you know, I'm, I was just like, oh, like, are you almost done with your shift? She's like, well, I got about like four more blocks to do. So that'll be like about four hours. And I'm like, holy fuck. People don't realize how long it takes to, for one person to physically walk up and down the block, making sure your mail is accurate and sorted. Well, and, and for us, it depends. Every city's different, of course, because okay. you probably have her four blocks might entail a bunch of apartments or high rises where she's got to stand for half an hour at every single massive box, right? Um, it, it really depends. Like, if you're in residential walking, it's just one box per house, and you're just walking, pudding, walking, yeah. pudding, walking, pudding, walking, pudding. Um, whereas, like, um, we also have in our um, 04 area code, a lot of that's mounted because the way the resident, there's, there's suburbs. And so, you know, it's that... It's that rounded curb. Yeah, where, where everyone right. gets their mail for like three or four buildings in like right. one little well, stanchion. There's there's three or four different kinds actually, and I didn't know this before I worked there. Um, so you've got individual mailboxes on rails. You've seen those. Yes. Then you've seen what we call NCBUs. Basically, they stand for cluster box units. Okay. Um, and that's you know you've got like anywhere between six to 24 different customers in one of those freestanders. Uh, they actually come in all Yeah, where it actually, actually doesn't have, like, a room around it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've seen those. Yep. I had that. And then you have really big apartment buildings that usually have built-in walls that are just solid walls where you just open massive doors with 50 per section 
Oh my you goodness. Know, we've got some Yeah, of that's those. nuts. We also have some of those in places that are complete businesses. Like for instance, we've got, you know, 20 24 story office buildings that have every floor has seven or eight different law firms, doctors, just all these different things and we have to stop at every one and drop off their mail and then go down to the next floor. So then that's that's factored into the time. So generally most city routes, not rural, not rural routes are a little different, but most city routes they try to keep under 9 hours. Okay? Yeah. In that 8 to 9 hours a route can touch anywhere between 800 houses and 4,000. Oh, my goodness. 4,000 Four, within 8 to 9 hours. I don't even know how to break that down. Most of those are mounted business routes where you've got multiple businesses in one place, but you still have to take the time to get their mail there. Um. So we don't do the whole city, and we do more than people think we do. Not to mention, every day we have to know your vacation holds for that eight to 4,000 customers. We have to know who is vacant and who's not. We have to know who's got a forward into a new address. We have All of that is broken down per route. So wait, did you say, once again, 4,000 per nine hours? Yeah. You'd have to deal with about... 444 per hour to make that that's pretty nuts no it's impressive like i said definitely underrated so make sure you tip your mail carrier please well it's it's not even that it's it's that really we most real mail carriers believe it or not we don't need to be told thank you every christmas it's it's great we love the cards it shows appreciation. i'm not saying that but there comes a point where they're like oh thank you for your service i'm doing my job I get paid to do this. Now, with that being said, on the flip side, you don't know how many times I've had a customer tell me she knows how to do my job or he knows how to do my job. Uh, the biggest insult ever. <laughs> and my first question is always politely, well, when did you work at the post office? What station did you work at? And when they go, oh, I had a friend who, okay. Let me hear your story. And then I'm going to smile, and I'm going to thank you for your advice, and I'm going to walk away and think that you are a Karen. Really, if you've never worked for the post office, and even if you worked for the post office 20 years ago, everything is, it's different from when I started, and that was two years ago, okay? Everything changes, and, and the truth is, that the post office is no different than any other business in America. We are going through the same issues that everyone's going through. We have people who, just like, um, I don't know if you saw the newscast. It was a few months ago when I saw it here, but I'm sure you saw it in your area. About the the 4 million people who, who quit jobs every month. Right? Yeah. You saw all the stories. I saw they're all owned by the same conglomerate news stations. We all know it's all nationwide the same horse shit, even if it's local news. So we all saw that shit. Okay, the post office is not exempt from those people. The people who just come in, think they know what's going on, go, this is too hard, and leave. 
you know? Yeah, and as we've also pointed out in past uh, podcasts, it seems like it's typically the younger generation uh, compared to myself and Mad. It's harder at the post office, though, because it's not a fucking easy job. It's not. Everybody can, can imagine the physical. Uh, I, every day when I was a CCA, I walked between 14 on a good day and 18 and a half miles, miles a day. Man, you, okay. you got to tell everyone what your shoes were that were so comfortable. Uh, I, I wear keens. This. I wear keens. Keen, K-E-E-N, you can buy them at Myers. They're phenomenal. Love them. They're Fuck completely yeah. waterproof. Love them. Love them. All right. I, hey. I bought nine hundred dollar boots from Red Wings that suck dick in a month. And they yeah, just, I, they well, I mean you, you. They won't refund it. You you put miles on them, so if there's anyone to ask about good quality shoes, you know, fucking someone that walks nearly eighteen Not miles only a day. That, my Keens had absolutely no breaking period. Most good boots, like Doc Martens and whatever, they've. Horrible fucking month-long breaking periods where your feet are yeah. fucked. Jeans, yeah. never had that. Never had that. It's like, perfect. did I break these boots in or did my feet just get used to the pain? <laughs> you know? You wonder, don't you? Yeah, exactly. Um, Are you breaking the boots in or are you breaking your feet in? Yeah, exactly. Um, fucking claws. You're, you're, you look phenomenal, AJ. You're glowing. You're glowing! It's glowing of death. <laughs> yeah, this but, is the make know, Wait, the Sandman is really big right now on Netflix, so just make it work for you. It's fun. This is the Make-A-Wish Foundation episode de dedicated to AG developing. like this. <laughs> that's just... pretty much what I'm saying there, like, yeah. <laughs> 99 cents a day. You two can save an AG developer near you. Just please. Well, Give us okay, your money. So, so not only do you have the physical walking, but you have to carry magazines and what we call flats, magazines and things that aren't standard mail, standard mail in your hand, packages in your satchel, and then bigger packages that don't fit in your satchel, all while you're walking a relay. Some of which have 150 houses on the walk. So yeah, true. There's that. While you're doing that, you have to catch any any um, forwards or stuff that could be coming up in your hand and in your flats. It's just crazy what we go through, and it's a lot to take in. And, you know, we try to train people, but I'm sorry. You need, the, the only way to truly train for this job is on the job. Going sure. to academy kind of gives you the basics. But it doesn't really prepare you. The only way to do that is on the job. And so yeah. I think the problem is we put a lot of effort getting people ready for the on-the-job training. When I think it should be the other way around. I think this, and this is personal opinion. I can be a million percent wrong here. But I think it might work more cost-effectively if, because the way it works is, let's say, click it, you apply to the post office. Okay? Yes, sir. They go, you're going to come work for us. The okay. first thing they have you do after, you know, your fingerprints, they run your background check, make because sure, you're a federal employee. They have to do all that fun shit. Of you course, yeah. You can't have certain things in your background. 
Especially um, if you're going to be dealing with other people's personal private mail. they, they got to make sure that you're not some correct. one with a record. Yeah. Not well, saying that people with a record can, shouldn't get these a, jobs, no, but, no, you, you know. Can, you can have a record. It's just very theft, very specific stuff that will hinder you. Now. Of course. If you got you, the habit of putting your hands inside other people's parcels, then, right. you know. <laughs> you go in first for orientation, then you do a shadow day or two. Which is you go out walking one day with somebody, sometimes two. And then you go to academy. Then you have on-job training for four to six days. And then they throw you to the wolves. Now, my, my office is really nice. They're not just going to stick you on a route. They usually yeah. have a regular case up a route for you. And they give you a portion of it and then split out the rest. So at least it's kind of like training wheels, you know, while you get used to it. My office tries as long as they can do that. As long as it's not a shit fuck, we're screwed, day nine people called in, right? Um, my, my, because I'm an up supervisor, our, our, our supervision team really tries to care about our carriers. We do. Um, and we don't like to just bad people in the face. You probably have better retention. Well, uh, because of that a little bit. We try, um, and we, we, we think everybody can make it, but the reality is this job's not for everybody. Not everybody of wants to make it, and that's okay. I've told many people, if, if, if you know, hey, come, come try us out, but if it's not for you, just, it's okay. You're not letting anybody down. It's okay. This job is not for everybody. Not everybody's a professional bowler. It just is what it is takes a certain type of person who wants to be a mail carrier to be a mail carrier. And and we need people, we do, but... But if people excel and do well, then there's excellent benefits. It's it's an amazing job. I love my job. Like I said, I'm a supervisor right now, and I can't wait to go back in the harsh elements and fucking carry mail. I love my job. I do. Um, You get to be your own boss, and as long as you do a good job... You do your job and go home, and you make a good amount of money and great benefits. The benefits are the key there, okay? Mm-hmm. Benefits are, are we get the same, you know, it's it's told to me, I'm, I'm like 90% sure this is 100% sure. We get the same option of health care packages that congressmen and senators get, because all federal employees get access to those. Yeah, so ama- amazing price, great for family and as well, you know, so I mean, there are definitely reasons for getting into it to see if you, you know, can make it, um, yeah. you know, and, and it's a service for everybody, so you really feel like at the end of the day, uh, you know, you did something that mattered, which is really yeah, and, awesome. And, and I love it, I love, that I really do feel like I'm doing something good, I'm doing a service, I'm doing, you know. Oh yeah, um, people run on your logistics. Yeah, and, and they would be able to. Well, and I take my job very seriously, and I'm sure there are people out there that don't. You know, um, and, and I'm sure I'm not supposed to technically say that, but let's all be uh, realists here. You know, everywhere has people who are lazy. It just happens. We try to weed them out yeah. when we find them, but they're there. You know. Um, <laughs> I it's will confirm I am the laziest person at my job, <laughs> but I do work because I have to, but I'm uh, extremely lazy. It's just human stuff. I mean, some humans work harder than others. Some people yeah, want true. to be proud and excel and 
you know, and it's not that you don't have pride, you know, your job's a little bit different. But, no, no, it's just, it just comes from the passion of it. It's just, yeah, you know, it, sometimes every week, like, when you do the same thing over and over and over again, you just get, like, into, like, a bit of a rut. So, you get efficient at it. Like, I can knock out any of my orders now, like, within a couple hours, if I get that time to just focus. Well, that's uh, it's thing. just, yeah, go ahead. When, when I first started closing, it took me forever. Like, I didn't get out of there until, like, 10.30. Now... I'm about by 8, 8.30 because I have figured out how things work for me. Same thing. Yeah, I've streamlined how I do what I do. Exactly. That's why my boss gets so upset whenever I show up like five minutes before we open. But I live like 10 minutes away. Like, come on. Of course, I'm going to be as, you know, sleeping as yeah. much as possible. But I could I get us open within that time. He's like, dude, you should be there 10 or 15 minutes earlier. Like, uh, but see, I'm still in bed at that time. <laughs> Yeah, Holy see, I fuck. Had the same thing as well with back when I worked in a shop. Um, I would essentially, we would have like two hour blocks where we were booked in. And that was basically because the amount of work we had to do. We would usually get all that work done in those two hour blocks. I had it all done within 30 minutes and I would just stand around and, you know, be a spare prick for an hour and a half. Especially yeah. on Tuesdays when it was our delivery day. So that's when, you know, a truck comes by and we are unloading everything. So usually we blow, book in like a nice full day slot for that. And you just spend the entire day just unloading everything, getting everything sorted. Give me two hours and that's uh, what, what delivery day. You're so efficient, goddamn. Yeah. You know, like, as Hart was saying, you know, once, you know, get into the routine of it and you've done it quite a few times, you know, it just becomes second nature. You just know where everything goes, know what to do. Yeah, I was, how was, how was your memory. first time editing the podcast? I mean, versus what you can do now in the same amount of time. Exactly. First time editing the podcast, um, give me a week and I'd still probably struggle. Now, give me a couple of hours and most of that time is actually just spent rendering, not even editing, so... That's why we need to get this man a new computer. Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> Dude, yeah, Patreon and all that other good stuff, like, for real. Put that towards where you need it the most right away, and then don't f feel bad to reach out to me or Hatter if you see something at a good price and you're like, man, I need this much to grab it. It'll definitely help out everything that we're doing. You know how much money I fucking throw away in gift subs? I've got at least six or seven people on Twitch where I have over 100 gift subs um, with each of them. Um, so, <laughs> I'll be more than happy to throw some of my well-earned gains as a smoke shop manager, um, your way to make sure that your shit's top-notch. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, don't hesitate. Yeah, for real. So, so, completely different news. Completely different news. Did you guys see all the hype about the, the new Tim Burton Wednesday show? No, but uh, Tim Burton, I mean, I'm already hyped. What's up, Tommy? So he's making Adam's Family Wednesday show, movie thing, and it was super hyped about it. Here's my thing. Okay. I was really big into Burton until the Burtonese people. Like, what I mean by that is, and I, I might get a lot of shame for this. I've never seen Napoleon Dynamite. You know why? 
because I heard it quoted so many fucking times, I fucking didn't even want to see that shithole movie. And I feel kind of the same way about Burt Knights, right? Everything he touches is gold. No, it's not. Some of the shit is yeah. like Cursed. Like, when he remade fucking Frankenweenie from fucking uh, Young Frankenstein, like, fuck off, Burton. Stop it. Stop. Corpse Bride also sucked asshole. I don't care what anybody says. Nightmare Before Christmas was good until it became the stairway to heaven of movies for me, and I've seen it so many times that if I see it again, I will find Burton and strangle him. Like, I just can't see another Jack Skellington fucking plushy whatever the pillow, whatever the fuck. And I'm sorry, uh, young Actually, they're not even young anymore. I noticed that it's not even 18, 19-year-olds. It's 30-somethings still pretending to be 20-somethings who are all still in to Nightmare Before Christmas. Stop. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> it's okay to like the movie. I like... Like, no, this is my aesthetic. It's my personality. It's my life. You yeah, understand. for real. I mean, look, I like Fifth Element. But I don't, I don't go around going Lilu, Dal uh, Lilu Dallas multi-pass to everybody. It just doesn't happen, right? It's because it's dumb. Stop. My name's Hatter. I love Alice in Wonderland. You don't see me wearing the shirts every fucking day. Right? It's, yeah. I don't talk in rhyme all the time. I don't, you know, I, my whole house isn't covered. You know what I got? I got a pillow right there and a small little section of, of Alice in Wonderland stuff, couple books, the the original movies, some Funkos people have bought me for Christmas. And a decent top hat, mind you. I did see and that on the first. Hat. Yeah, a good top hat. So, you know, I've got a few things, but it's small. My whole outfit wardrobe is not Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, I'm sure you wouldn't be where you are in the post office if you talk in rhymes. Oh, as God. I might, though. I might. <laughs> hey, he's delivering mail top notch, and he's actually one hell of a worker, so uh, fine, let's have... This will fill some quota somewhere, yeah. I'm sure. He's a weirdo, but let, just let him run. He's I don't know. That I just uh, people ruin shit for me, man. Oh, uh, people ruin shit for everybody. Come on, dude. But Metallica. Okay, no, Metallica ruined. <laughs> Metallica ruined it. Yeah, Metallica <laughs> ruined it for themselves and everyone else. But no, no, seriously. You know, what? I can't even listen to the Black album because I grew up in that age. I can't. I can't listen to the Black album. I can't listen to Stairway to Heaven. I can't watch uh, Pink Floyd The Wall anymore. I just uh, can't. I've done it too much. It's too... Uh, now, I haven't seen The Clockwork Orange in probably 15 years, so I might be able to get, get away with watching it again. But, dude, yeah. there was a period in time I couldn't watch Clockwork Orange. Me and my friends would watch Clockwork Orange, Brick in the Wall, and SLC Punk on VHS because that's the only three movies we had in our apartment for a year and a half. So it's like, fuck it, we gotta watch what we can. If we had to watch some... We'd pick one of the three, baby. Yeah. Fuck yeah. See, people take for granted how much entertainment they have just at their fingertips. Do, do you remember the movie SLC Punk? Uh, yeah. Okay, do you remember, you remember when, towards the end when he's talking about their lives and stuff, and they're just sitting in front of a turned-off television? Like, like, it's really interesting, and then you look at the television, and it's just uh, uh, Ronald Reagan on a dead television? 
Dude, we yeah. literally did that all the time. We'd sit, there, we'd, just sit there and we'd be drinking or smoking cigarettes and just staring. Music playing and shit. It's like, all right. You know, it was fucking yeah. imagination. Like, it didn't really matter what was on TV, but the fact that it was on did matter. Man, that's... that's I want to go back, and you can never go back, but I want to go back to when nothing mattered. Except what I wanted. Shit that, mm. look, shit that, like, metaphysical bullshit that, like, in our youth had the importance of the world. Parties <sighs> and, 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 and bands and music, and if, if everybody didn't think they were cool like you did, Fuck them, they sucked. Right? You remember that shit? Like, it was so yeah. important. And now, what's funny is, when I'm at an age where I don't give a shit about any of that stuff, the whole world's flipped on its head, and people my age and older are suddenly up in arms about shit that they've lived through worse. Like, we talked about that. Like, you're 80-something. You saw World War yeah. II, and you're fucking worried about fucking what? Coronavirus? Yeah. Like, hi, damn it. Like, I lived okay, through I, nuclear I guy, terror, okay, but... I talked to a guy who's... who. Uh, he was at my window last week, uh, just grabbing a package. And he, he, he started the combo by going, you know, you're an extremely happy young man. I said, well, I'm actually not young, but I, I do try to be happy. He's like, what are you, like 28? And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm 40, actually. And uh, he goes, oh, man, if I could be 40 again. I said, what are you, sir? And he's, he said, I just turned 91 last month. Oh, wow. Damn. You've seen a lot. And he said, yeah, I don't understand. All these people worried about coronavirus and monkeypox and all these other things. He said, I was in World War II. I was fighting for my life. And the coronavirus takes me. It's my time to go. I'm like, yeah, yeah man. Like, fucking yeah. right. Yeah. If this is God's will, you think I could stop God's will? If there like, is a God? You know, that's that's the that's that's the mindset we all need. We all need to be in the mindset that you know, there's just shit out of our control. And if if you keep letting little shit that you can't control allow you to be controlled by people who shouldn't have control over you, I don't know. I don't know where we're going to end up. But it's probably True. nowhere good. I also agree. Hey, uh, if they if they told you that, that cell phones cause cancer, would you stop using it? No. But if they told you that cell phones caused your kids to get cancer, you'd see a whole race to ban cell phones. Well, I mean, they've always said that cell phones give off this radiation, which is like tu yeah, tumorous been, cancer growth potential. That's proven so many times now. Yeah, but I mean, you know, people really haven't given a shit. It's like, oh, well, this might cause testicular cancer, but hey, Wendy's. I mean, look, look. Wendy's I, is I, off on my... I'll tell you right now, nobody gives a shit about that. Because they've been telling people... Cigarettes cause cancer for at least 80 years and nobody stopped. One comma three dimethylpropane and cigarette. I did what? not ask you what's in cigarettes. God damn. <laughs> Thank you, Alexa. Is listening in. Oh, of course. They, they're number one in our podcast followers. They're just the unseen metric. 
That's right. They delete all the metrics. Exactly. Um. Oh. Oh. Ag's. Yeah. AG's go ahead. Half dead tonight. So I'm just curious. Ag, can we get those numbers tonight? No, I'm just. Kidding. Okay. Um. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can see him just like yes. Just. No, you sit can't see him do spin. that. He turned off his cam. See. Yeah. He fucked himself on that one. No. These are things that I can just feel, just like how he can freaking meme me and do a cosplay of me during his stream. <laughs> Fuck ahead, you, Hatter. See. <laughs> And yes, I uh, mentioned that cosplay of Clickly as well. You can't see yeah. it, but enjoy. Hey, oh, yeah. hey, hey, no screenshots, no proof. <laughs> but yeah, you should definitely go ahead and check it on AG's uh, Twitch. We'll go ahead and shout him out if he's not conscious by the end of this show. So what do you have on the list for the metaphysical, man? Come on. I'm, well, everyone's literally dying to know. <laughs> well, we could talk about dying. <laughs> <laughs> we are getting we are getting close. My wife's already starting to decorate for the for the Halloween season. Yo, let's go. Yeah, it's our, it's our favorite time of year. It's the only time of year that I help her decorate. Cuz fuck Christmas. Yeah, and even if you leave those on past season, people will still find it quirky and love it. Like, huh? look at that Halloween decorations in Christmas time. <laughs> Here, here's the question. Here's the question. Okay, so if Christmas, Santa gives gifts, so the spirit of Christmas is giving gifts. Yeah. If Easter, the spirit of Easter is rebirth, and so it's to make amends and to ask forgiveness and rebirth, right? That's what it's supposed yeah. to entail. Okay. Yeah, celebrating. So the spirit of Halloween is, is murdering your closest friends, right? Because you're supposed to be like, like I don't know, Jason Voorhees. I don't know. <laughs> true, true. You just that, gotta be like, yo, he's in the. So next time you see a serial killer, just know he's in the spirit of Halloween. It just happens to be the wrong month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what I like about Go Halloween ahead. is that it's a one time of year. Where either you can legally scare kids, or legally poke out your window when they start chapping your door and tell them to fuck off. Actually, this is my favorite time of year because the two holidays, Halloween and Christmas, are now exactly about what they're supposed to be about. And and before anybody tells me Halloween's about this whole, okay, not the American version. Okay, American Halloween's always about fucking kids and candy has been since before your grandparents so anything before that doesn't fucking matter okay um and uh thanksgiving same thing if it's before your grandparents doesn't matter if you really want to get to the brass tacks we're celebrating polio blankets so you know really thanksgiving's about food and family there's christmas is all muddled okay it's it's about shopping and this and that Thanksgiving's about food consumerism, and family, yeah. and fucking Halloween's about dressing up and candy. There's no qualms. Even Fourth of July can't be taken seriously anymore because it's, it's it's about kabooms and lights. Well, because we can't even agree about the fact that it celebrates our independence. We have to debate about whether or not we deserve the independence in the first place. I don't know. You know, this it's all that nonsense. I see it all. Yeah. Time. I mean, you know, and more recently over time, uh, I, I've had to be conscious about just wishing P 
people around me, you know, like Happy Thanksgiving because hey, there's Native Americans literally everywhere around you. Like, I mean, don't assume oh, just, that it's just you know, like Happy Happy Take Your Land Day. <laughs> happy You Get Casino Day. And this day only. Uh, never mind. I'm, I don't want to get us canceled. Sorry, yeah, AG. Uh, <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're giving him a hard time. Um, yeah, we make his life difficult. <laughs> Uh, but like you know, it's the whole trend where people are like, "Well, you can't say Christmas." That made me want to punch people in the neck. Like, okay, it's 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 kind of like my whole issue with the they them he she shit going on. Okay, if somebody accidentally calls you something, just be polite. Say, "Hey, I I go by this." It doesn't have to be a goddamn argument. It doesn't have to be you violently going off at the handle because they misspoke or they didn't know any better. Okay? Ignorance, misspeaking, it happens. That doesn't mean there's animosity or venom or anything behind it. Right? But the same thing applies to anything. It's like, uh, uh, I'm trying to give another instance. But like anyway, people get people take that shit so seriously, and it's like, at what point do you expect people to know your inner thoughts? At what point do you expect people to accept your fantasies? Yeah, I, I hope no one ever learns my inner thoughts. I would be well, arrested yeah. immediately. I mean, I'm lucky <laughs> enough and worked for years for people to know me by Hatter. Yeah. You know, um how, how many how many how many times do you think like when I was younger, you know, way younger, did did I did I meet a Jake and go, hey, what's your name? What's your real name? How many times do you think that happened? You gonna tell me your real name? My real name's Hatter. What's your middle name? I don't tell people my middle name. Well if I guess it will you tell me? No. I literally just told you. I don't like it's 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 like they need to have some hidden I don't know. It's it's one of those things. So so look, if you if you want to be called something or referred or thought of as something, then you just need to tell people. And if they get it wrong, you just tell them again. If 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 somebody calls me by my given name, I correct them. Cuz that's not who I am. Yeah, and then if they do it again, then it's an affront. Well, if they do it again, then I I ignore whatever the fuck they're saying because they're not talking to me. I told them. What yeah, they yeah, exactly. Like you okay, know, for me, if if I was if I was transitioning, I'm using this only because it's the most extreme and it's something everybody can understand and relate to. So, but this this is actually a broader topic. This is not just about transitioning or any of that i'm just using this specifically because it's it's an easy way to grasp the understanding if i was transitioning and click called me he i wouldn't i wouldn't ezra miller his ass i wouldn't no yeah. you call me a she you call me a th no it's like hey man, please don't choke slam me into the concrete <laughs> right i just like hey but I, and i'm clear oh, my bad dude that's it. That doesn't need to be more than that. And if Click goes, 
Well, I still think of you as a dude, and I'm not going to think of you as a chick, even if you were in a dress. Then uh, I have that's... to accept that. I have to accept that or not talk to Click. That's my choice. But I have no right to make Click think anything. I can't. I see, I see, I see your point. I see, you see your point. I, mean? I can't force you to change what you think. I can only ask that you respect me. And if you choose not to, I have a new choice to make. Yeah, at least with consent and everyone's cards on the table, at least then, you know... I just don't understand all the anger. That's where I'm at. I don't understand the anger. And people are like, yeah, but there are those assholes who just troll you. So you're going to let some ignorant piece of shit control your emotional spectrum? Well, how weak are you? Look, and I know online bullying is rough, especially when it comes from all angles. I'm not trying to push that shit away. I'm not. Yeah, but anyone in any type of online forum knows that just trolling and bullying and racism and hate, it's everywhere. Every corner of it. Just like there's Rule 34, whatever racist rule number would be, that it's yeah. there also. Well, well and, and here's the bigger thing. Here's why I don't understand people complaining about online bullying. Here's why. Because I just turn off my Facebook. The fucking problem! You don't look at it! Can't yeah. bother you if you don't read the message. Matter of fact, you know this person, the, the line starts, you're such a... And you don't even have to read the list. Rest, delete, block! What's the fucking problem? Why are you letting it bother you unless you care what others think so much that it affects your personal self-esteem? And that's where I differ. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I, I like AG and Click, so I'm going to use them as examples. But if AG and Click don't like me personally, I don't give a fuck! It doesn't change my personal belief that I'm the coolest motherfucker I've ever met. And that's because I've worked really hard and met a lot of really cool people that I want to emulate. And I've taken bits of them for myself. You know? I've tried to make myself the coolest person I've ever met. I think we should all try to do that. You know? Yeah, true. So, so you know, if, if Click thinks I'm an ignorant piece of shit and AG thinks I'm a boisterous asshole... I don't give a shit. I don't. I do. I do because they're my friends. But it doesn't affect my personal self-worth. Yeah, you're I still going to sleep I mean. the same way at night at the end of the day. Yeah. You know? And closer. I don't give a well, even like, you know, kind of growing into adulthood type thing, I realize that unless the opinion is from someone that is like paying my rent and causing me to survive, then their opinion really doesn't matter and it's kind of harsh to say but it's absolutely true because you know growing up through that grade school to high school mentality you wanted everyone to be your friend you wanted to be the most popular everyone had to like you but that doesn't mean shit <laughs> when it you're an adult well, <laughs> yeah. it, it goes even deeper um and me and my wife are both adult enough to understand i value my wife's opinion and I value my wife's <clears throat> view of me and her opinion of me. But if I do something she doesn't like, do you think I'm going to lose fucking sleep about it? 
No. Do you think if she does something that, that she questions everything she does, whether or not I'm going to like it? No, because a relationship isn't about always agreeing. It's about yeah, learning to live with the disagreement. And that's the more important, more yeah. so than just agreeing all the time. Like, that's actually, with her that makes a boring be relationship. Boring. It'd be boring uh, as fuck. Yeah. yeah, no no one wants a yes man relationship no. or yes. I mean some people whatever. Do. Some people do. Those are called subservience. Yeah, but they have unrealistic expectations as well. They're the same type of people that want to make a well, that's, that's lifestyle get, that's influencing down, on TikTok and well, you know submissive relationships, and not even in the sexual way, but in you know some women want to be the 1940s woman. And some men want to have a 1940s-style oh. relationship. Some people oh, want yeah. it, that's fine. You know, that's not how I want to do it. But teach their own. There are people out there on both sides of the gender that want that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I know a few examples. Like, one of my friends was big into doing, like, pinup art, uh, dressing the style. If they were really close with someone and had a key to their house, sometimes they would go and clean it up. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe just wearing an apron, maybe... You know, like whatever to kind of like excite them, but it definitely wasn't sexual in its nature. Well, they just and, wanted and to I help know, out a friend and kind of like be the part. Couples, man, where the wife wants to be a homemaker and believes that the woman should not work, she should stay home and raise the kids, and that the husband should work. And she's in a relationship with a guy who believes the same thing, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't agree with that for my lifestyle, but there's nothing wrong if they both want that. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're both in a consensual uh, relationship in theory as well, and there's not going to be any conflict if it goes further, of course, well, you, you because they both feel that way. making comments online, well, this guy's controlling his wife. Look at how that's so... Let them be. If she's yeah, fuck you. I'm piping her okay down every night, it. you know? You don't tell me how to live in yeah, my household and, you know, man, like Jesus. So, you know, it's, it's, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think, I think everybody just really doesn't realize that we all have something we do that others would not appreciate or be okay with. No, a hundred percent. Especially. Would you start getting into those more secular communities? So why, um, why, why should anybody tell anyone else what they can and cannot do, or how they can and cannot live, perceive, be? Um, it's those same theologies that actually put like these, you know, the quote-unquote code of conduct uh, into their actually like day of life and for how they can see to advance past this lifetime into the next stage or the next motion within what they see is to be like either their karma or their role in life right. um so if it's like hey don't eat you know shellfish um don't eat pork uh don't eat anything that's not halal these are just guidelines that we give you and if you proceed through this throughout your whole life showing that you're of good character you're actually denying the body's you know um, needs and wants and, and cravings uh and putting your end or your next step in life forward uh then you too as well can go ahead and hopefully enter the next step if anyone has that type of consciousness completely different topic but your words spark something in me 
Okay. Okay. You know the whole rant rave on social media, AG, you probably know about this too, where people are like, if you're not a scientist, don't argue with science, right? All that <laughs> Yeah. Right? All that <laughs> We've kind of talked about this off stream as well, too, yeah. Well, I just thought about something. Because you brought up, you're not supposed to keep up. You remember when we were growing up, we were told yeah. milk makes a body good. It was all over our elementaries and our middle schools and our high schools. It was given to us at lunch every fucking day. We were, it was shoved down our throat. It was on commercials, right? Milk. What did we find out a few years ago? Humans aren't supposed to consume cow's milk. That's fucking bad. It causes all kinds of problems. Calcium deficiency. All this other shit. Right. Okay. So, so, that's a prime example where science got bought by the dairy industry. Mm, 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 mm. Matter of fact, um, you notice you don't see cheese commercials anymore you don't see milk commercials anymore you don't see any of that anymore because they're no longer being backed by the government but it's so fucking delicious oh my god please give me like a three cheese grilled cheese fucking milk sandwich here's the the thing i want to point out put this in retrospect with any scientific argument going on right now where people are like well what do you know you're not a scientist yeah, but scientists aren't fucking infallible either. They can be bought and sold with a du- with with a drop of a hat. Exactly. Milk's good for you. Give your kids milk. Oh, but milk makes weak bones. Don't give your kids milk. They okay. don't know what the fuck's going on. That's why it's called science and not fact or law. You know there are only like a handful of scientific laws in existence and there used to be more until we found out those aren't laws anymore because they can be fucking proven untrue. There's only a handful of laws. Everything else, theories. All wow. science is goddamn theories. And here's why. And we've touched on this and others because of quantum mechanics. We find at the quantum level, all the rules go out the goddamn window gravity, attraction. Everything goes out the fucking Even just the observer. So maybe gravity works differently when no one's observing no it. One, <laughs> it doesn't exist. If we're, if we're a simulation, it doesn't exist anyway. Okay, so for a little context real quick, before we continue this. Me He's touching it on it. Watch the video, and I will post it into the general chat of our Discord. If anybody wants to watch it. Um, and it kind of talks about some of this, but it, it brings up the question, do, why do scientists now believe we're living, it's more likely that we're living in a simulation? Well, they break it the fuck down. And bottom line is, for those of you who are video game heads, like most of us are, most of us have played Oblivion or Skyrim or Fallout. We all know that when you're in a cave, or in a house that around that corner does not exist until you go there, until you load in. It, it, it only loads what your computer can allocate for its memory bandwidth, okay? What we found in quantum mechanics is that this happens in real life. What that means is, more likely than not, this is a simulation. Now the question becomes, is our simulation the base simulation 
or a simulation within a simulation within a simulation because the chances of a simulated reality inventing a simulated reality are literally almost a hundred percent. I mean, we have a game called The Sims, so I mean, we kind of knocked that one out. I'll give Just you saying. another one. I'll give you another one. I own a game on Steam called MMORPG Tycoon. What you do is you make an MMO that AI characters come into your built MMO and play. It's a simulated MMO experience where you are the developer live building while simulated denizens go about their simulated VR experience. Right. So so we're already doing that. It, it, it's really, 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 really insane to think about. But the, the weird thing is that the proof in the numbers and in the science literally says we're in a simulation. Does that make this any less real? It does not. It doesn't. Oh, just reality. like your cells know how to divide and multiply, that's their reality. And that's very much real for them, even though they're a part of us. Well, and like, like the thing said, the simulation is probably there to simulate their past, which means they would give it all of the freedom their past would have had. And so the choices we're making are legitimate choices. They, they programmed true artificial intelligence into the simulation so we do have choice we do have action we do have this we do have that so it doesn't know anything that's really here the moral guidelines any of that they're still very relevant i you know what does this really mean in as a whole i don't know does it mean anything is the simulation any less isn't that what the Matrix proved to us? I mean, it would help to establish why there's so much conformity and mathematics within our galaxy itself, even though it seemingly appears random, but we might not be applying the right filter to actually see it in well, a logical sense. In you know? science and in life, you know, they, they talk about the fact that um, Fibonacci sequence, science, all that math is everywhere and it's unexplainable why we have these what appear to be random occurrences that don't also appear to be random and that yeah. that would make the whole thing make sense there because if there's code behind it then it has to be in some kind of mathematical sequence yeah because you would figure in all the galaxies that we've observed one should break the rule right you would think but one hasn't, which shows even more. That's why, you know, even Albert Einstein, as we've touched on in the past, like once he got further into his studies of the metaphysical and like the universe and, you know, physics, um, why he felt like there had to have been some divine hand to create this. Now, whether that divine hand is God or perhaps cold, um, depending on how you look at it, um, that doesn't make either statement wrong yeah so yeah i don't know it's it's really really interesting 
um, to, to think about all of these different things. It also explains things like deja vu. Um, it explains the Mandela effect. It explains so many things that we just, we don't have the right answers for. Oh man, so I'm trying to see. I was trying to look for this thing that explained about this experiment. This is also really interesting. Well, there's that, and then um, you also shared a post recently about like Apple expanding into a new market. Question mark. Well, kind of. They're expanding into new markets slash fucking their customers some more. Um. <laughs> Uh, yeah, planned obsolescence, but yeah. You thought that they had hard-locked their, their software and hardware before? You ain't seen nothing yet. They're about to lock it down so hard, even third parties won't even be able to write to repair because nobody will be able to repair. Except Apple. Oh, yeah. There are saviors to the cause and the disease. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah, well, what else were you looking for? Well, I was looking for this thing. Okay, so uh, on, on the topic of metaphysics and shit, something else really interesting that we know for a fact and we don't know why, but it's true. And this was done with an experiment, but bottom line is, Your emotions affect water. What I mm -hmm. mean by that is, a Japanese scientist took uh, water and put it into petri dishes. He then, he and his colleagues spent hours, I can't remember, that's why I was trying to find the thing, so I could talk about um, and give exact times and stuff, but they spent a good amount of time Focusing certain emotions into each Petri dish and then flash freezing them, okay? And they did a spectrum of love and good feelings and, and happiness and excitement and things. And then they did a bunch of bad ones. Hatred, jealousy, all that shit, right? And they flash froze them all. When they pulled out the samples, what they found was the the water crystals that had formed from the happy the love the joy all of those feelings were beautiful symmetrical uh fully formed gorgeous intricate snowflakes the ones with the negative feelings were asymmetrical broken mis misformed um, and all that other stuff. It, they just looked horrendous. What this proves is that your emotions affect water. Now, the next thing you have to consider about this is that humans are 62% water. How much are your, your emotions affecting those around you? We've known for a long time that talking to your plants helps them grow. Well, that's because you're affecting the water within the plant with your emotion. 
So that's why when somebody walks in with negative vibes, that's why you can feel it immediately. And it gives you negative vibes because their emotions affect your water. Ah, how fucked up is that? Well, I mean, yeah, we're 70% water. So, I mean, you know, if you keep giving love towards a plant or if you keep giving hate, eventually it'll bloom and prosper or it'll like wither and like die just from the emotions that you're extruding. So, how much more so with the people that you're around? What if you keep giving them such a negative vibe? Eventually they develop cancer on yeah. some minuscule lover. But I mean, you know. If you have a way to affect ourselves this way, that doesn't mean that it's not true that you c could do this to them, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, 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 I was trying to, I'm not getting any of the stuff. I was trying to find some of the, uh, some of the different experiments. Uh, we, we saw the thing about the, uh, slit experiment, the two slit experiment with particles. Yeah. Uh, where, the observer made all the difference. Yeah. Um, guys, if any of this is really, really interesting you, not only can you find a link to the video in our Discord after uh, after tonight, but on top of that, there's a video. You can find it probably on Amazon. It's a DVD. It's called What the Bleep Down the Rabbit Hole. They are so good at explaining in layman's terms really complex fundamental theories of quantum mechanics um and it makes it palatable and and easy to digest and understand highly recommend hell yeah and Re uh, mad's been such a great source of so many new things to expand my mind uh so i definitely recommend as well appreciate that Oh yeah, most stuff, especially anime. <laughs> we've seen so many. Oh, I can't even lot. count how many anime. Like at least I've watched at least ten completely new series and like finished them this year easily. <laughs> the win. Hell yeah, because I had stopped watching anime for so long because my last good series was a bit of like One Piece, um, Bleach, uh, Air Gear. Um, stuff like that. Uh, one Punch Man season one. Um, and you know, I when, when didn't have anything else. Of uh, which one? Uh, One Punch Man. Isn't that this year? Yeah. Um, AG actually talked about it recently. Um, I think if not this month, then next month. God, I can't wait. We've been really enjoying the new Overlord season. This is not a lot, man. Yeah, uh, news-wise or current event, it's been, you know, kind of like slackens. Yeah, very much so. But Elon Musk has been talking about a new launch thing, and you recently talked about NASA's giant U.S. moon rocket inversions for a U.S. Oh. launch. I wonder, if this, I wonder if they're kind of competing with each other, or they just want to show off whose rocket is bigger. Per se. I don't know. You got anything, Mr. Clickit? <laughs> um, well, as I kind of touched on a little bit earlier, um, I, I was going through some Google rabbit hole, and I actually found out that uh, Andy Milanakis is now 46 years old. 
Imagine that. Yeah, um, he pretty much started off doing like internet content before it was really even like a a major thing. Well, um, I'll go ahead and on, what was it, Robot Chicken? Or he was on something. <laughs> he was even on um, Adventure Time as well at some point. Um, I'll go ahead and put this article in the um, podcast chat in case you want to read over it later. But yeah, he was actually born in 1976. Wow, let's go. He has a rare generic uh, degenerative disease that actually makes him look adolescent, even though he's like so old. Like, I had no idea that he was that much older than me. Yeah, I didn't realize he was that old, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, he pretty much gained uh, viral status when, like, he just bought, what is it, uh, a plastic ukulele from a lady selling it from a shopping cart. And when his friends invited him to a Super Bowl show, um, at the point, at the time, he made a post that says the Super Bowl is gay. Um, which actually made him viral. When, of course, by today's, you know, PC standards, like maybe that art or that comedy is just like, well, too offensive. But this was enough traction to get the radio stations at the time across the country to contact him for interviews. Uh, and one of those original viewers was Jimmy Kimmel, who had started hosting his Jimmy Kimmel live show and found an affinity for the comedic actor. Over the next few years, Milanakis would make guest appearances on the talk show with Kimmel, saying in 2005, Washington Post article, that his comedy is something that probably would have been around a long time ago if kids had access to video cameras and editing machines and the internet, and so on. So, you know, congrats to you, Andy. Um, I like watching your streams of you back at home in Greece, uh, where you're just enjoying food, <laughs> getting plenty of alcohol. And having a good time, I'm sure AG can also relate uh, if he's conscious over there. He's not. He's dead. He died. Yeah, confirmed. This is once again the fundraiser for AG's funeral. Uh, <laughs> please support our Patreon. Uh, anyways, we love you, AG. He's alive. He's alive, I'm sure, because, you know, we don't pay him enough to do this, so. He's gotta survive. One would hope. Yeah, so that was my random uh, story to bring to the table this week. I feel like if I bring at least one and a half every podcast, then I'm kind of doing something right. Yeah, I like it. It's a good story. Good story. It makes me feel even older. So shit, man, yeah real though oh man ag what you got to talk about yeah ag <laughs> we're summoning you ag spirit of ag please of AG. well we have to make sure somebody can turn the podcast off <laughs> oh he, he's got his finger on that button before he loses life <laughs> Well, confirmed. He's taking a massive shit. Okay. Infirm. Um. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which he calls Le Baguette 2. Le Baguette 2. Oh my goodness. Oh sweet baby Jesus. Uh, Dexerto. <laughs> They're the number one source for quality streamer content, news and articles. Yeah. Um so recently some guy actually hit a massive jackpot on some gambling website. Um yeah, he netted about fifteen million in like one roll. Which was pretty cool, but before that, you know, he had lost over 33 million or maybe even including that. So he's definitely not on top of it, but he had been running one game straight for about like two or three weeks. And he finally hit like the massive jackpot. So that was interesting. That is interesting. I mean, I, I I can never get into gambling on Twitch. I, I I don't even do it in real life for fun. I don't see the appeal. Uh, how about you, Mad? I don't. I don't see. It. Yeah. Just living day to day is a gamble that I'm more it's, than happy yeah. with. <laughs> well, okay. Now, now I I do go to the casino, but I don't gamble. I play blackjack. That's not gambling. Yeah, it's more or less odds, and it's a skill player's game. It's like playing chess, uh, you know. No, that's how I look at it, anyways. Yeah. The oh, I know what we could uh, discuss a little bit. We had talked a little bit about the homeless issue. Remember that? Yeah. And you guys had had initially, you know. Were, were kind of uh, upset that they were getting rid of the homeless and making it a crime? Well, of course, because, I mean, some of these might have been folks that have gone through, like, mental health situations, like, without even, like, a strong family grow up, and then all of a sudden, now that they're a certain age, they are cut free from state programs, and now they're just, you know, on the streets because they've never had anything better. Can I tell you the truth? Go for it. That is 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 propaganda. I'm being 100% honest. I lived on the streets on purpose. 99% of all homeless people continue to choose that lifestyle. In every mm. city, in every state. There are like you never really ran into people that had like mental conditions where of, it, of it just seemed like... Of course you do. But the, the thing is, the thing is, it still boils down to somebody not being responsible. Now, should that be then the responsibility of all of the businesses on Fifth Avenue? Should that be the responsibility of all the people living in apartments on, on 113th Street? No. And, and there's a reason why stray cats and dogs and mice and homeless people are a problem. And it has nothing to do with the way it looks. It has everything to do with disease, trash, pollution, um, and honestly, invasion of private property. I own my home. You can't come sleep in my fucking yard. 
Yeah, if you leave your car locked on your property, you know, you don't want to expect to find some dude just sleeping in your backseat. Right. And and it's, look, here's the other thing. If, if, if all of the homeless across the nation were sleeping somewhere, picking up all this shit and leaving no trace, this probably wouldn't even be a discussion. Right? But the problem is yeah, they're, but... not doing that. they're damaging property. They're they're drunk in public, which is a crime. They're harassing women. They're begging for money. They're harassing people. I've but had... what if they end up like setting up like communes or like hostels or whatever, like underneath a bridge? You know, do you think that that's the also city illegal? You cannot squat in any city. It shouldn't, the, people are outraged that it's now a law, but it's illegal everywhere to squat. You can't do that. It is your requirement as a person in this nation to have housing. If you do not have housing, there are literally hundreds of federal programs and thousands of state programs and thousands of, of county programs and city programs that offer help. The problem is the people you see on the streets aren't looking for help. Mm. Because, because the help is there. In every city, the help is there. Um, I, I can use mine as an example, but listeners, please remember, I, I, I've been in 38 states, and when I say been in, I've spent more than two weeks for me to count been in. I've traveled through far more. I've been, I've technically been in every state except for fucking Alaska, Hawaii, and a couple others. But, been in, I have to have been in for two weeks or longer. 38 states is what I've got. So I've been to quite a few. I still have friends in many of them. And I have friends all over the world. I'm just going to use my state, but it's pretty much the same everywhere. The homeless generally choose to do that because they can't keep a job for personality reasons. Maybe it is a mental deficiency, what have you. They also, because I've talked to a few of them, refuse to go to shelters because they make up reasons. Sometimes it's they have a problem with somebody who's at that shelter. Sometimes the shelter restricts their movement too much. Sometimes the shelter has a curfew and they don't want to be held down by that. Whatever the case may be. Maybe the shelter makes them go to church. Whatever. Uh, personally, uh, I'm not I'm not Christian, but uh, if I sleep out in the rain or sleep inside, I know what I'm going to pick. So, there are choices. We have, in my city alone, we're not even at a million people. We're close. We're not even a million people. And we have at least thir 12 or 13 soup kitchens throughout the mm. city. Nice. I've been, I traveled as a homeless person across this nation and into eight different countries. I'm still alive. I'm still healthy. I'm, you know, I, I, I obviously didn't go long enough without food to die. Um, yeah, I stayed in shelters. They're even in small shit podunk towns. 
They have homeless shelters at almost every church. Guys, you can get food. You can get shelter for the night. You can find help. They have programs. They have community-based programs that are donation-based or through the church that can help get you into a job and get you into your own apartment. So I have no excuse for homelessness. None. Yeah, and then some places, like even in Detroit, um, I was watching a YouTube video about a pizzeria that only hires uh, convicted felons, for yeah. one. Uh, they have legal team available in case you need to get stuff off the record. Uh, and they even have property for them to go ahead and even find a place to stay while they get back on their feet. Here's so a lot of people, because a lot of people felt like you and AG are really upset about this. And I've asked a couple people, so... When you see the homeless people on Broadway here in Fort Wayne, do you give them a hundred bucks and tell them to go get a room for a couple nights? Well, no, I... then shut the fuck up. Because if you're not willing to take action, who do you expect to? True. And that's, that's the thing. I also want to point out with large groups of homelessness, there's always a huge increase in crime. Now, do I want to blame the homeless? I don't want to. But the numbers don't fucking lie. There's more theft. There's more assault when there are large groups of homeless, unchecked homeless people in areas. You know why? Because much like every other group you can think of, there are shit fucks and there are good people. There are good people who are homeless. There are shit fucks who are homeless too. And the problem is, that all of them, good and not, can make an honest, active choice to not be homeless. And the ones that mentally can't, then, would be left, and the state could then handle the 10% of people who actually need fucking help. But the other 90 who choose to live that way are ruining it for the very small percentage of actual homeless people. And that's the problem. You've got vets and mental, mentally ill people who actually need help, and they're being basically cock-blocked by people who choose to not want to follow the rules of society. And That's funny. why, even like more often than not, those social helpers, sometimes they're just trained to naturally tell you no. Yeah. If you press, then they're like, all right, this person's actually serious about it. Let's go ahead. Like it happened with my mom with their social security, yep. you know, hundred percent. It's true. Not to mention, not to mention. I also want to point out that there was an article or there was a, a 60 minutes thing, not, I want to say 10 years ago where they did an undercover thing about some of the homeless in New York and Chicago. And they watched homeless people take off their rags and get in their Jaguars. Jeez. And their BMWs. Because they make so much money begging off of the feelings of others. And I'll tell you right now. Like I said, I traveled across the country homeless on purpose. I did a journey. I did it on purpose. Did I... It's called spanging, spare changing. Did I do it? You bet your ass. Do you know how much money I made every day just asking for 50 cents to use the phone? 
I made like $250, $300 a week back in 98, 99, and 2000. That's good fucking money. For yeah, no that's job. No Coverable to checks, but without the taxes, you know? Dude, all I had to pay for was, was small bags of weed and fucking cigarettes. And occasion and three... I didn't even have to eat, buy food. Do you know what's... Okay, I, I know this because I travel. There are people who, like me, travel the country like this, using trains and truckers, okay? We all know where in town to find fresh, free food. Heads up, every bakery everywhere throws out their expired stuff a day early. So if you go and you know when their expired stuff happens, usually it's every Tuesday or Thursday, you go there at night when they close, right on the top of the dumpsters, individually wrapped sandwiches, cakes, pies, muffins, and you're good for fucking three days. You didn't have to wait in line at a church. You didn't have to sign in. You just dumpster dive for fucking five minutes and you got a week's worth of yummies. I'm that's what I'm saying. As someone who 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 lived that lifestyle, I can sit here and talk shit about homeless people who choose to be that way. Because Yeah, because I, I mean you've seen it. I've seen it. I've done it. It's 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 easy to get into and it's easy to fall in love with that lifestyle. You're 12 again. You're 12. You have no responsibility except you and your buddies meeting up at the park and hanging out all day and figuring out what you're gonna do. Sounds just like when I was 12 and 13, right? Well, that's what they did. Yeah. They meet up at parks and they hang out all day. Or then they go downtown and they try to bum enough money to get a fucking Rally's burger and some fries. And then they go back to their park with their buddies. I've seen it. I've seen it. People need to realize that there's a misconception. We, we're, we're all, all of a sudden, social justice warriors who need to fix the, the qualms of the world. Stop it, people. Stop. Stop. Everybody is the master of their own reality, with a few exceptions. Back alley rapes, murders. You know, obviously, life sucks sometimes. And you can't, you can't, you can't control everything, but you can control yourself. And you can control the people around you. You can control the situations you put yourself in. Everything that happens to you within a degree is your own fault and your own responsibility. Again, exceptions to every rule. You know, drunk drivers, rapists, murderers, thieves. I'm not talking about that. Talk about life choices. Getting shitty because your friends stole from you again. I've actually had somebody say that. Yeah. I'm, I'm shitty. He stole from me again. Again? I don't tell him to eat again. shit the first time. You only, you only get to yeah. fuck me once on that one. You only steal it from me one time. So, you know, it's uh, we put ourselves in these situations. I have people that are like, everybody on my, well, no, everybody feels that way. Well, when I look on Facebook, you know Facebook is full of your friends, right? Not full of the world. Yeah. Your friends. You selected them. You, you know, you invited them into your circle. This is your fault. Yeah. 
And people people think, well, the world feels that way because everybody on my friends list feels that because Facebook feels that way. No, it's like people don't realize that Google has an algorithm based on your searches. So whatever you type into Google, it'll predictive ask based on you. It'll throw searches up based on you. If you like, if, if, you, if you say, I love the Ravens, the Saints suck. And you say that on Google like nine times, right? Then all you're going to get is stuff that agrees with that. And that was always the problem with the Trump, um, Biden, Obama shit. Because if you're always searching for Obama lies or Obama fake ID, you'll find that stuff right at the top of your Google. You know? Um, so... It, People have to keep in mind that we, we build our own realities. We are the masters of our own. And we, if we don't like something in our reality, then we have, to, we have to cut it out. We have that power. You know, we can't let others have power over us and influence our feelings, our, our way of life, our movement. Uh, so, yeah. AG, AG, are you dead yet? I don't even know if he's still here. Let me see. Let me text him. <laughs> I'm there as times as myself. Oh, we might have we might have lost our AG. He no answering. So yeah. Oh, there he is. Oh, nice, nice. He is still alive. That's good. We'd hate to lose the AG. Well, um, on uh, back on to the, the point, really, is the is the trying to just you know get fathom some of the shit that's going on recently in in everything. You know, I find it amusing and crazy. <clears throat> that people still get so bent out of shape about stuff that really doesn't affect them. And that's really, you know what I'm talking on. It's just, if you don't like something, yeah. don't look at it. I, how many how many times do you see in, in, a, in a game chat that you can toggle? People bitching about somebody saying something in general chat. It's like, t turn off general chat if you don't like the fucking discussion. Yeah, for real. Like in Final Fantasy Eleven, I just mute every channel that I'm not actively in. Yeah, I, I love the way that AG put it. Um, me, let me, let me say, so, uh, scientists invented this revolutionary new thing in computers called the power button, and it works wonders for not seeing things you don't want to see. That's exactly correct. You know, it's it's like people who get in arguments on their own Facebook. And all they're doing is just bashing each other. They're not even debating the topic. Like, if I post something, I want debate. But these people and... post something, and then you're like, no, that's not really accurate. And then they're like, oh, what are you, a fucking drone? Why don't you just, like, delete my comment and not even comment back? Yeah, and they're just ruining their own majority of their own friendships when they're cutting these lines in the sand. Because these are the people that you choose to talk to, and then you're like, all right, if you don't agree with this, fuck yourself. It's really crazy. Let's see if we can get AG to turn back on his cam right when we 
close it down, which I, I feel like we're coming to. There's just not a lot of news. We we discussed some really cool stuff. I really want people to check yeah. um, down the rabbit hole. Quantum mechanics. I really think I want to get somebody who knows a lot about quantum mechanics to come onto our show. I know a lot, but I that would be cool if we can actually get someone that's on top of it. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> AG. All right. Well, we're going to cut this a little short, listeners. AG is still recovering. Um, and before he falls asleep in his chair again, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Um, I know it's kind of all over the place, guys. And I know that AG is going to have to cut a bunch of dead space out. So it's actually going to be shorter than uh, we think <laughs> it is. Or he might redouble over it and just insert his own audio input. Like yeah, he we might just the put his audio. You know what you should do, AJ, is put a nice picture where your missing cam is. Just of yourself. With your keyblade. Just like, you know? Um, but exactly. anyway, it'd be great. But uh, uh, we love you, listeners. Uh, look, we would if we didn't love you, AJ wouldn't be putting himself through hell just to make sure we have a podcast this week. So True. we love you guys. Uh, we appreciate your support, your love, and uh, don't forget to tell your friends about us. Come join us on Discord. We're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna post that video um, that me and Click watched, and I'll post a link to what the bleep down the rabbit hole if I can find it for free on YouTube or somewhere. Uh, if not, I'll post a link to the Amazon where you can probably rent it. Um, that way, it's easy to find. And, uh, man, I'd love to get some discussions about some of the stuff Quantum Mechanics shows us about our own world. It's insane. Yeah, and we've got some recurring guests. I know that we still have a guest that Meta Hatter's trying to get lined up for as well, which I'm really excited to talk to and hear from in the future also. I'm hoping this um, coming week, actually, for him. Um, he's still finalizing a few things that didn't work out for... for tonight it might have worked for last night but i know we shifted so it didn't work for tonight so i'm hoping next week we can either get my uh guitar making buddy or we can yeah. get my uh my military buddy on one of the two cool all right so we got a couple guys lined up feels good man um so for myself if you're trying to find me on the socials uh on twitter it would be at sign and then theo rules t-h-e-o-r-u-l-e-z as in Z. You know, I made that handle a long time before I even imagined Twitch uh, showing my age. But yeah, you can find me there. My community is 18+. plus. If you want to follow me on Twitch as well, it's twitch.tv forward slash x, click it x, like a mouse click, c-l-i-c-k-i-t-x. Once again, my community is 18+. plus. Uh, I am on a brief streaming hiatus at the moment just because I'm having so much fun in Discord and hanging out with buddies, but don't worry, I will return to streaming at some point in the future, just no planned return date, so I guess stay tuned and maybe I'll see you around. Uh, AG, are you conscious and living over there? Can you plug yourself? If, if not, I can plug him. You can find AG Developer on Twitch at AG underscore developer. Um, you can also find his Twitter on a on a click right there, I do believe, underneath his page. Um, and you can find him at Twitter backslash uh, twitter.com backslash AG developer. Uh, Let's go. Yeah. I got you, buddy. Woo. I got you. 
Amazing uh, podcast. Let's go, everyone. I, I'm not really streaming much. Uh, I need to get back into it. I just haven't had the time. Uh, if you want to give me a follow, it's uh, twitch.tv backslash Mad Hatter. And you can find me on Twitter and Facebook, uh, either Hatter Durant or Mad Hatter and. Um, I think that's about it. Next week, hopefully a full, full-length show. Uh, hopefully a full-length AG um and uh and it'll be it'll be good times uh yeah back to our regularly scheduled recording date and all that hopefully yeah i mean this is a nice uh change of pace though really so i'm okay with that yeah we're chill dudes we can get together anytime and it feels like a good time yeah all right guys thanks again for listening we love you let's pull into the to the port and uh disembark take care guys as we come into approach, uh, I want to thank you for flying with Mad Lads. Uh, we have enjoyed your company, and we wish you well on your journey through life. We hope to see you again at the Mad Lads Podcast.